Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I am the author of Organizing for the Rest of Us, Decluttering at the Speed of Life, and How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. All of those are available wherever books are sold. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 329, and I'm calling it Applying the Decluttering Process and Principles to your unique situations. I'm talking with Marissa today, and I'm always so thankful for those who are willing to come on. Generally, they are members of my Patreon community. If you want to find out more about being a member of that community, which then you'd also be able to apply to do one of these sessions, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. So we are talking about um, combining two households and, you know, making progress in a time of limbo. And I think, you know, limbo's kind of the way it is these days, right? So I realized that my last podcast came out on March 9th. And that date feels significant. And I know y'all haven't asked the these questions of me necessarily, but, and there are some of you who probably want to skip these next few minutes, but here we are. It's two years. It's two years. I have had people email and say, I've been, you know, I just found you, I've been listening to back podcasts and I just got to this stuff in March of 2020. And you kept saying, hopefully this will be irrelevant soon. Hopefully it'll be like, what, what's she talking about? And yeah, that's probably never going to happen. I think this is marked in history at this point. So I, um, I don't know why I'm telling you that other than I'm having my emotions. I had, a, I had a moment, I guess it was yesterday at the time I'm recording this, whenever that is, where my, it was before spring break, I'm recording this early, so I don't have to record a podcast over my kid's spring break, but my senior in high school had to get dressed up for something at school. It was a, something in his English class. And my oldest said, oh, I remember doing that. That was the last thing I ever did as a senior in high school. And I had no idea it was going to be the last thing I ever did as a senior in high school. And so um, I'm experiencing the emotions of having a senior who's about to graduate and also everything that happens for him is now also going to be a reminder of what the oldest didn't have happen and that the last two years have just been real, real weird, y'all. Um, children, it would actually grammatically be really, really weird, but real, real weird describes better how I'm feeling. So, all right. Some of y'all have probably skipped past that and said, I just want to talk about decluttering. Well, it's my podcast and I'll talk about what I want to talk about. So anyway, all right. But I think you're going to love this conversation. Here you go. Marissa, thank you so much for being willing to come on and talk on the podcast. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your unique life situation? Um, well, thanks for having me. I live in a glorified cabin in the woods with my husband and my two teenagers and a bunch of cats, dogs, and chickens. And my husband also has two young adult children that visit us and come and stay with us. So they're not a full-time part of the household, but they're still part of the crew. Of course. Of course. So tell me what you mean by glorified cabin in the woods. <laughs> um, it, my house was a cabin. Um, so there's the original like cabin footprint of the house. That's just a big open room where our kitchen, living room, wow. dining room is. And then there's an addition that has bedrooms and a bathroom. So there's no basement. There's no attic. It's pretty small, um, but it's really cute. Oh, I love it. So is this like an old timey cabin or? I actually what? don't know when the original cabin was built because the build date on the, on like the property records for our house dates it to the addition, which was okay. in the nineties. So we're just for romantic purposes, we're going to say 1847. 
awesome. Okay. <laughs> is it like a log cabin or or not? No, it has okay. wood siding, but okay. it's not a log cabin. I, it's okay. I mean, it was probably built in the seventies or something. It's not that awesome. <laughs> it, it is. It's awesome. It's we really love it. Cute. We love the cabin in the woods idea. That's so great. Okay. So let's talk about some things that are working well for you in your house. Yeah. Um, I think what's helping me the most is take it there now because I'm such a pile maker. I love sorting. Like if somebody just dumps a bunch of junk on a table, I would love to sort it into little categories. And I get drawn into doing that with my stuff when I want to clean out a space or whatever it is. And then, you know, what happens. Um, Tell us what it is that happens. All the piles just sit there and then something becomes urgent and I have to clear that surface and it all just gets shoved into a box or something and I've accomplished nothing. Yeah. What I love too, though, is what you just said. You enjoy sorting it into categories. I do. That's fun to you. And I, I love that. And yet you've figured out that that doesn't actually produce an organized space for you. Right. And so, I mean, it seems counterintuitive to take it there now because it's like, well, shouldn't I get everything that belongs in the bathroom closet? That's for some reason in the dining room. And I appreciate that. You're like, well, if you see other things that go where you're taking it, grab those too, but not, not to the point that you're putting off something because I'm a huge procrastinator. Right. So taking it there now helps me. And then because I do that when I'm tidying a place, um, it helps me think of taking things where they belong, putting them away at other times too. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's key right there. And that, that idea of what should be more efficient versus the way things actually play out in real life. That's key for actually making real, actual sustainable progress. And what you just said, like the lots and lots of categories, that's something that's fun to you. Plus you tend to procrastinate. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I feel like I'm being super productive as I'm putting things into categories. (laughs) And yet the procrastination then, you know, causes it to, to backfire. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I love that you found the benefit of that, even though it seems counterintuitive, like you said, because it does. I mean, I... And the first one to say that feels wrong and yet it's the thing that actually works, you know? So, yeah, it's so tempting to just dump everything or empty out a whole closet and sort it all into the different categories because I'm going to think I'm going to finish that process. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I probably never have. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. So take it there now. It's good. The other thing that's really helpful for me um, is the daily non-negotiable tasks. And I'm saying that with air quotes because I do not do those four things every day, but doing a okay job at like doing most of those things most days is huge. I can't tell you how many times I'll kind of like, I'll clarify, I'll be like, you know, the daily things or even almost every day, because Mm -hmm. even just doing them almost every day or, most of the time, or even like knowing which things to do when you do have that burst of cleaning energy, it's like just knowing which things are the most impactful makes a huge impact on the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and right along those lines of knowing what to do first is same with the trash and easy stuff and visible spaces. Um, because I definitely, I just can't do something consistently every day. I'm not decluttering every day or every week or something. Um, But I kind of get obsessed with stuff in cycles. And so if I'm focused on my house for a couple hours or a couple days or a couple weeks, at least I know where to start if it's gotten wild. Yeah, (laughs) as it does. Exactly. Where to start and where to start in a way that knowing you tend to get obsessed with certain things for a while and knowing that this new decluttering obsession is probably not going to last forever. Yeah. Knowing that what you're going to do is going to be actual progress and not setting yourself up for being frustrated that you've gone through. It's, it's like doing the no mess decluttering method allows us to use that type of energy, which I think a lot of us I was about to say, um, suffer from, but I think we're actually gifted with, right. We're going to call it that (laughs) 
that that type of energy where it's like all in for a short period of time. So mm-hmm. we're going to actually feel the benefit of that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code clean at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat. And you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. All right. Well, tell me some things you want to talk about, some problem areas or struggles that you're having. Sure. (laughs) One thing that is kind of hanging me up the most is you're going to laugh. It's um, combining households. But um, we've been married for two and a half years, so it's not like we just moved in here or something, but I'm still kind of reconciling our different sets of stuff and the duplicates. And I know, I mean, yes, I'm doing my best to start with my stuff, but really like my personal stuff is what, like my clothes or something. But when it comes to our main living space, which like I said, is all open, our kitchen, dining, living area, stuff that would be neutral in an established household where people have been married for a while, or even if they haven't, if they're just starting out as a young couple. And so all their stuff that they have is theirs together. I don't really have that. There's a a lot of stuff that's mine and a lot of stuff that's his. And I don't want to just dump my stuff. (laughs) Okay. Are you talking about things that are duplicates or just things in general? Um, some of it's duplicates where we definitely don't need two of something. And I'll, I'll give you an example. And, but some of it is 
not really duplicates, like same category, like our books. My husband has a ton of books and I ended up getting another shelf. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know. Is it? I feel like we just talked about is adding another shelf. (laughs) Yeah, that was in last week's podcast. You're right. No. Okay. So a couple of things, and I know you're going to tell me more information, but let me just say, so, uh, were you married before? Yeah. Okay. So did you have the experience of like what you were talking about? You know, like it's different in a, you know, Yes. okay. So, I mean, I feel like there's also though, it is unique. Like you are in a situation like that. So how are you handling the things that you obviously don't need to of like how, how, what kind of discussion are y'all having about that? Um, some of it's been really straightforward. Like before we even got married, I said, Hey, let's use your glassware. Cause I was drinking on a Mason jars mm-hmm. and he has actual sets of glasses, but we're using my dishes because I have cute fiesta wear. And he right. had some dishes that used to be cute, but they were old and they're it wasn't a complete set anymore. And so he was kind of sad to let those go, but he did because we didn't need both. Um, and that was really easy, but silverware, um, we still have both (laughs) and I use his very like plain, but nice, like chunky, casual silverware for like spring and summer. And I use my great grandma's silver plate for fall and winter. Does that work? We need, we do not need both of those. Um, it works. Okay. I mean, it works fine. It's just an extra thing taking a space in my smallish kitchen. Um, Have you, I mean, have y'all talked about that? Is that the compromise you came to or is that you? Yeah. Okay. That that was a compromise that we agreed on. Um, but it's kind of silly and I recognize that. Yeah. Well, what are some other things that you haven't come up with a solution for yet? Okay. Like that. I haven't come up with this because this just happened yesterday. Okay. My husband is a pastor. So Sunday afternoon is like Friday night to other people, like time to unwind. Mm -hmm. So I went to pour a couple Bloody Marys after he got home from church yesterday and I could only find one frosty mug. (laughs) I'm like, where are they? I thought we had four. Like, are they all in kids' rooms or what's going on here? And he's like, no, I just have two of those. And then I realized, oh, I also have a set of four and they're still in a box in the garage. So we have six frosty mugs, but we can only find one. And I, (laughs) it's just kind of ridiculous. And I recognize that we definitely don't need all of them. We maybe don't even need four, maybe two is fine or zero. I don't know. I think they're fun, but it's one of those things where I'm like, well, okay, if we're going to pare down to four or two, I want mine. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, you're the one talking to me on the internet, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say mm-hmm. it, but it's like, uh, you know, and, and I mean, are, are there, are they different? Are they, I mean, I don't know frosty mugs. So like, are, are they a different kind or they just look different? And I think mine are cuter, but you know what? We but, don't have room in our freezer for all. Yeah we barely have room in our freezer for two. Our freezer is always full. I mean, I should probably just let them go. They probably cost 20 bucks when I first got them. Yeah. So it's not like they're priceless. I feel like you're answering your own question, (laughs) but I know that it's hard when it's a whole garage full of, and I don't know if it's a garage Mm -hmm. full, but if it's a garage full of stuff that you're like, oh my goodness, there's probably duplicate. There's probably duplicates. There's probably stuff that I would like more. That's mine or his, you know, and instead, like, I know for me, I think you'd said on your form something about like, you enjoyed the first year or so that you lived in this house because it was like, Oh, okay. We have just enough, but then you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I finally have to tackle that stuff. That's in the garage. That's been there for two years. And now I'm going to be bringing more stuff into my house, but I liked it the way it was. And the more that I bring in the crazier it gets, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what's happening. I mean, and I get it because I'm kind of in that same situation right now. Like I have, we just moved. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've, it's been two and a half months 
and we moved and then we had holidays and then we had a book release and now I'm like, okay, it's time to get to work. And I go, wait a minute. I really kind of like my house like this. Yeah. Like, and yet there's stuff out in the garage and I'm like, okay. I mean, I know it's easier said than done. Cause I'm sitting here saying it and I know how hard it's going to be when I actually get out there or that I've walked out there before and thought I was going to get started and couldn't do it. And so I just stopped for a while. You know I mean? Like I, so I totally get what you're feeling, but at the same time, I know for me, I'm like, it's got a, almost everything out there needs to go in a donate box, you know, because yeah. I like the way my house is right now. Like, it's like, this is my clutter threshold. Ah, I wish it wasn't my clutter threshold. Like I wish I could I wish I could handle more, but I'm like, no, this is actually really nice right now. I am. Am I helping at all? Or am I just making you mad? Cause I might be making yeah. myself mad as I talk about this. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good way to think about it. And it's good to be reminded of what that was like when we, when we first moved in and he moved in about a month before I did, mm-hmm. he moved in here before we got married. And I moved out here after like a couple weeks after we got married because my kids were finishing up their school year. So Part of that was that his stuff came in first, but I loved when we first got here and it was fairly empty and um, not everything was in its home yet, but it was really easy to clean up. Yeah. I loved being under my clutter threshold. Um, and, and where's my life? <laughs> well, and I, I think that that's kind of where I am right now. I'm like, what do I like more? my stuff or living under my clutter threshold. Yeah. So that actually, that is a a energizing way to think about the stuff that's out in the garage. Not like, well, I'm going to have to make all these decisions about if we're going to have too much stuff or if I'm going to get rid of my stuff and maybe be a little resentful, or if I'm going to have to say like, Hey, we have duplicates. I want to keep mine. How do you feel about getting rid of yours? But instead of thinking about like, oh, I don't want to go through that, um, to just think about like what I do want. Yeah. Which is my house to be manageable. Right. And so, and, and, and you know, I'm going to have to go through my stuff. I just am because there's stuff of my husband's that I'm not going to get rid of, you know, automatically, but mm-hmm. there is stuff of mine that I'm like, wait, no, that's going to need to go. But, but at the same time, if you come across something, if we come across something, I'll just say for myself too, but it's like, okay, we're going to have to one in one out, you know, like it has to be either very purposeful or one in one outed. So, so let's talk about the frosty mugs. You have a set of four, his might be, you know, broken or whatever. If you have your set of four and you decide you only need two, okay, let's get two of mine that I like better. And let me bring them in. I'm going to one in one out him and, and just present it like that. Like, would you be okay if we, um, exchanged these where we don't have a matching set anymore for these, you know, that I really love or whatever. And, and then, you know, if, if that is really hard for him, you may make that decision and say, okay, clutter thresholds worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to me to not have, you know, excess stuff. I I don't know. I I know people get real worked up on this kind of stuff, but I think I can see you have the right attitude here. Like you're not, it's not worth the relationship at all, but it is hard when you're like, I've got to deal with this stuff. Yeah. And I really wish I could keep more of it, but yes. Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But it comes in, it has to have a place. If it comes in, it has to have a place and it has to be maintainable, like an actual, like get toable place. That's not taking up space or making it hard to live in other places. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I think sometimes I might need one in two out Yeah, with oh, some yeah. stuff <laughs> because my house is getting crowded now. It just happens. Stuff accumulates. Yeah. Um, well, and one yeah. thing with that too, like as you're sitting there saying that there very well, may be some decluttering that needs to go on in the house itself before you even worry about that. You know, it's like, you've lived here for two years or two and a half years. It's been COVID during that time, which totally takes everything upside down. I mean, it's just, yeah, whatever. We all know that's been an interesting situation. So it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on decluttering my house first. Cause you just said it's starting to get to where it needs that. I'm going to focus on that first before I start bringing stuff in 
And then kind of like the same thing that happens that stops you from bringing stuff in your house, like from stores or garage sales or thrift stores or whatever, that same thing that happens of getting rid of stuff is the best antidote to shopping, you know, to bringing stuff in because I like my house this way. I just got rid of something like this. Everything looks different to me. Declutter the house before you even go and, you know, work on trying to make these final decisions. For sure. That's really helpful. Have I solved all your problems already? You know, it's so funny because (laughs) I knew that I was going to be bringing up the same kind of stuff and asking the same kind of, like, you must feel like you give the same advice all the time. But the thing is, it's that perspective, like you're detached and yeah, you're just able to say, here's what you need to do. One in, one out. Declutter well, house first. What, like, why am I even worrying about that stuff that's out in the garage? I know but, better. I know better, but I get caught up in it. Well, and that's that's the whole thing. It's like, yes, one in, one out is the rule, but your life is unique. My life is unique. Everybody who's listening, their lives are unique. And so it's helpful for them to hear, oh, that's right. One yeah. in, one out applies in this situation too. You know, yeah. like, I'm not saying there's no exceptions to the rule because we're all different and however you want to do things is, is how you should do it. But well, I don't, I don't mean like that, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Like I, I can't say, however, I want to do things is how I should do it. So I don't mean it like, Oh, just do whatever you do. But I'm just saying like everybody's home is different. Everybody's home is, you know, unique. And so it's good to hear the same principles applied to different situations. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's another situation? The other issue that I'm having in my house is figuring out where some things belong. And I know it's where I would look for it first, but here's the thing. Okay. My specific category that is kind of bothering me right now is my sewing stuff. And I used to keep that under my bed and I only have 50% of the under my bed space that I used to have Mm -hmm. because I'm now sharing that space. And my sewing stuff is in like three storage totes at the end of my hall. And that it's like, it's contained, it's tucked in a corner. I know it's not really where my attention and energy needs to go right now, but I also kind of want to figure out where I can have it so that I can unpack it and use it. So is it something you said that you always stored it under your bed before? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's where I most recently had it. Okay. Did it, have you ever, while it was stored under the bed, actually actively used it? Like, do you have a routine for pulling it out, using it and putting it back or, or what? Yeah. And I mean, what I would usually do is have a specific project that I'm working on that's in, you know, a bag or something. So it's easy to access that. It's not like I have to pull everything out from under my bed when I want to work on something. Um, but yeah, I used to have a dedicated space set up at one point. So I had all my fabric stacked on an open shelf so I could see it. And it was pretty. So, and I ended up giving up that space and stashing it under my bed. And now I'm like, well, where does this go? And if I want to put it under my bed, then where does that stuff go? So this is your, this is your hobby. If it's something that you do, if it's something that is part of your identity, then it deserves space in your home. Okay. If you're going to do that. So is there anything in your house that's taking up space and don't say you're teenagers, but, (laughs) but anything (laughs) that's taking up space that you're like, wait a minute, we have a whole corner or table or such and such set up for this thing that we don't actually do. I mean, is there anything that's being stored, being given, and we're not really counting the garage necessarily at this point, no. I mean, you can, if you want, but, no. but like, is there something that's taking up space that has turned out? It's not really something you actually use. Um, you know, that's a good thought. And i I feel like there's a lot of space that's not being used effectively. Like this um, part of my bedroom that I'm in right now, I'm sitting at this table that was my husband's dining room table 
that he didn't want to get rid of when we replaced it. So now it's in our bedroom and it just collects laundry. <laughs> so, I mean, there is a, a, a chunk of space there and even, okay, this is bad. But when you said teenagers, I was like, Oh, ooh, one of my teenagers has a lot of space in that closet. <laughs> that's not being used. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's how would that go? A place for me to store <laughs> my sewing stuff, but it might make, so but it a, might be a, a place for you to store something else that some of what's under my bed right now. Like I have two big memory boxes under there, like one's for me and one's for my kids. I just combine them. I always tell them yeah. I can't tell them apart, yeah. which is mean and a lie, <laughs> but um, I have a couple big memory boxes under there and I don't, you know, I access those infrequently, like mostly when I'm decluttering stuff, like unpacking a box that has random stuff in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that could be out of the way up on the shelf above, like in the top part of my kid's closet. And then I have space under my bed that's easy for me to get at Yeah, for my stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that sounds like a workable solution. Now let's talk about this table. Um, I mean, that sounds like workspace. Is this, is this, do you have room in the bedroom for this table? Yeah. Okay. There's room for it. But all it's doing right now is just acting as a flat surface that attracts things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like laundry that's waiting to be folded and put away that I just cleared off of it so that I could do have this. a zoom call with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, really like making that an actual dedicated space for the sewing machine, you know, I mean, like if the sewing machine is out and I don't know how, how you operate on that. And it's different for different people, but like, is that something where, okay, this is, even if it's not out all the time, even if you do keep it mm-hmm. stored, but it's like, no, this is my workspace. This is going to be the space that I, it's okay. I'm my, did you hear mine bark a little bit ago? So no, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, like this could be a workspace. So, you know, that's something that could then make that table that is in there and there is space for it, give it a purpose. Yeah. And that might also in theory, motivate me to not pile laundry on the table, but to just take the 10 minutes to fold it and put it away. You know, the solution, right? (laughs) To fold it as it comes out of the dryer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I did that for, (laughs) I don't know, like a day. And it was awesome. I loved it. It reminded me of when I used to not have laundry at home and I'd go to the laundromat and get all the laundry done. And it was nice to get it all done. Right. Yeah. And I would fold it at the time. Cause I was always like still waiting for whatever was still in the dryer. Cause it never ended at the same time. So yeah, I, I did really like that. And then I totally forgot about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I resisted it forever. I hated the thought of that. I could come up with all the reasons to not do it that way. And yet once I started doing that, then I didn't have those piles on all these other surfaces that needed to be used for other things. And so it was like, Oh, that's worth it. Totally worth it. You know? So, so it's really kind of that cycle thing of, okay, so you get the stuff out of your under the bed area, put it in Mm -hmm. the other space. That's not being used for anything else. Okay. Yeah. Then you have all the room that you need for your sewing stuff. And in that same room, you actually have the workspace to do the sewing stuff. Yeah. And then you also have that motivation to keep up with the habit of dealing with, um, you know, folding right out of the dryer so that then that doesn't need to go there anymore. So, yeah. Well, let me admit, I will have to declutter the sewing stuff a little bit to put it under there, but that's fine. But that's I'm good though. That once, Cause once I know where it belongs, then I know what my container is Yes, and then exactly. I'm willing to declutter it. Yeah. Right. When yeah. it's in limbo, it's very hard because you're like, well, but what if I do come up with the perfect space for it? And I do oh, have yeah. enough space for it. And so how, you know, yeah, that'll make it yeah. easier. You might even be able to get it down to two tubs instead of three. Yes. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've solved that problem, right? Because now laundry will be easier for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> Just kidding. I know. Oh, okay. I know. There's talking about it and then there's doing it. I get it. 
Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com It works really well, though. I, yeah, I honestly, I just fall back into my old habits of pulling it out and dumping it somewhere. And yeah, I just forgot about folding it straight out of the dryer. I like it. So I've been home for the past year and a half because of COVID reasons and my family's needs being different during that time, but I'm looking for work right now. And it's weird like that level that both transitions are always hard for me, but also having that level of uncertainty of like, I don't know when I might be going back to work. I, I want to, I'm like, I wish I knew because I love a deadline, you know, because then it, it, it gives me that pressure to, okay, hurry up and do as much as I can, um, with the time that I have left. So my other like semi question or whatever is, um, I'm trying to figure out how to not waste the time that I have while I'm still home. And I have accomplished a lot, but still, still have that garage full of stuff. Um, but I'm also like, well, I don't want to turn it into a project. Like I want to spend that time really establishing habits that I can keep up once I go back to work, but also decluttering. So it's easier to maintain my house once I'm back at work and stuff. So, um, what are your thoughts? (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. Cause it's like, you're kind of in limbo right now, which mm-hmm. is like, I could get a job and start Tuesday or I could get a job and it could be three months from now. And so, you know, I think it, what it's making me think of is like the way that I look at when I know I have an event coming up. Okay. Like, because I have figured out and established, these are the things that make my home run the best, making sure dishes are always done, that laundry is cut up on and, you know, five minute pickups and all those kind of things. And I'm like, if I will do those things, then everything else feels like gravy. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, okay, in this time, and I'm not sure we didn't really talk about where you are on your daily hat. We talked about it, you know, knowing what to do and all that kind of stuff, but like saying, okay, between now and this time, I am going to really focus on making sure I do my daily habits, which then is going to help you with that whole idea of clutter threshold and all that kind of stuff and how your home is functioning with the amount of stuff that it has. And then with any extra time, I'm going to do the no mess decluttering method. And be like, okay, I am not working yet today. So I'm going to make sure my daily stuff is done so that when I do start, like if they called me and said, can you start in the morning? I'm not behind. Like, that's my goal is to not be behind at this last minute moment, which I don't know when it's going to come and it's time to get going. So 
the, the way to not be behind is to do my dishes every day, do my five minute pickups and keep my laundry under control. So those are my things. Okay. Yeah. But when you do that, it does free up time in your day, strangely counterintuitively, all that kind of stuff, it just frees up time. And so it's like, okay, I've got those things done. So I'm ready to go tomorrow. I'm ready to go tomorrow, but I'm not going today. And so, because I have a chunk of time today, I'm going to really focus in on those strategies. Like you talked about knowing that the visibility rule works, the no mess decluttering method. I'm going to say, okay, in this time, I'm going to start in the most visible space and I am going to declutter that space. And then tomorrow, okay, I haven't started a job yet. So I'm going to go back to that visible space, pick it up, you know, probably first two, three decluttering steps and it's back to being completely decluttered and then move to the next one. It's like, I'm going to do the real methodical thing in whatever amount of time that I have so that when this unexpected time, you know, event does occur, I will know that I've done everything I can do. And possibly you'll get to the point where you've gotten through your house because you, you, you have decluttered a lot already. And so it's like, it's not going to be what it was like, you know, the first several times that you went through it and you've said that you've done well over the course of the last several, you know, year and a half, two years. And so you're going to see the benefit of that, but it's like, let me really get in there and kind of go farther than I needed to go or really be like, okay, if I was to go back to work, would I really want to be dealing with this? Would I really want to have to, you know, if if I get to the point where I'm getting home at six o'clock and hoping to have, you know, dinner on the table by seven, do I really want all this stuff here that could possibly be out of place and driving me crazy? Instead, I'd rather it be gone so that I'm, I'm more like setting myself up for that future success and go into it with that perspective. And who knows, maybe you'll get all the way through the garage, or even if you do start tomorrow, you're better off because you work keeping up with things. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like that strategy. I think that's a great idea. I love it. This is not an exact comparison at all, but like it, I am always more in gear on the week when my cleaner comes. I know people don't like to hear about the cleaner, but, um, do you have a cleaner? Uh, I don't right now, but but you get one as soon as you can do that when I go back to work. Right. Hey, I, yes. Don't resist that. If he wants to do it, do it. But, (laughs) but what I'm saying is like, I have that deadline and I know you don't have an exact deadline, but I'm just like, it's not like I get the house perfect on Monday when I know she's coming on Thursday, but I do go, I don't want to be behind on Tuesday or Mm -hmm. behind on Wednesday. I want to make sure I've done all the Monday stuff and then anything else I can on Monday, you know, where on the week when she's not coming, sometimes I will get a little behind uh, because it just isn't top of mind of like, this is coming up, this is coming up. And so it's like, does that make any sense what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally does. And just that mindset of at least I'm not going to be behind. Like, I don't know. Like, like you're saying, I don't know when something's going to happen, but I'm just going to put myself in the best position I can for today. So that when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm not behind. I love that. Yeah. So I get, it's like that hitting the ground running every day. Um, and sometimes you do fall behind and that's, that's, what's just what going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I mean, that's how it is, but, but yeah, like the more I can, if I can do today, what I am supposed to do, that's going to make tomorrow doing what I'm supposed to do tomorrow easier and the next day and the next day. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm going to confess that I don't think I have ever set the timer for five minutes and done a five minute. I mean, I've done my like, Oh, I should do that today. And I'll just spend however many minutes it is. Like some, a lot of times I'll do like a song or a couple songs on our thing. Um, but I don't know why I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know what my resistance is to that, but, um, I'm 
working on it. And my, my new strategy with that is um, to not get back in bed after I press start on the coffee maker in the morning. Cause a lot of times I'll start coffee and I'll like crawl back in bed and I know it's going to be done in 10 minutes, but I just want to be lazy for that 10 minutes. I don't know why, but so um, now I'm trying to spend that time unloading the dishwasher and then just whatever tidying up. Cause usually when I wake up in the morning, my kitchen is messy because people have stayed up late and made ramen in the middle of the night and left the like wrappers on the counter or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I understand. (laughs) So I I mean, here's the thing. A song is a great, I mean, if, if you, if you have that as how you do it by, you know, playing a song or playing two songs and, and doing that, that's great. But if you're having this resistance to, I just don't want to, um, I mean, here, but, and yet it was worth bringing up to you because it sounds like you would, you feel like you should try it, but you're just not, and you're not sure what the resistance is. I would say do the before and after picture instead of thinking of it as I'm going to do the five minute pickup instead say, I am going to do a five minute before and better picture. So I'm just going to, you know, start or set the timer like maybe you haven't started it yet, take a picture, start the timer. And when it goes off, stop, just completely stop and say, I just want to see what happens in five minutes, because that will help break through some of that resistance. It'll either help you go, you know what? I do the same thing with a song and I like the song better. I'm just going to keep doing the song. Or you're like, oh, wow, five minutes. That made a huge difference. Okay. And it'll, you know, just break through some of that resistance because you have those two pictures to swipe back and forth between and realize, oh, that's what can happen in five minutes. Yeah. I love that because I know the pictures are super motivating for me because I, well, one, I don't see half the stuff. And if I take a picture of it, then I'm like, Ooh, and I do see it. Um, but then, and then, yeah. And then you get the better after or better, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and get to compare that. But yeah, I, I know that works really well for me. And I don't know why I forgot about it because, um, a few months ago, someone in the group in the kindred spirits group, um, recommended something to me. Cause I was like, my husband's going to be away for a few weeks. I want to do something with my house, like kind of project mode. Just, I know we don't do project mode here, but I, you I can do, do project boat. You just can't, you just can't <laughs> think that your house is a project, but yeah. Yeah. And so somebody in the group recommended, um, the 14 days to opening your house to guests or opening your front door to guests, even though that was not my situation, but it was, it was so fun to post pictures in the group. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done the before and after pictures, except that I was posting them for accountability there. And it was really exciting and very motivating to me to see like, oh, wow, I can't believe I did all that today. I wonder what I'm going to do tomorrow, you know? So yeah, yeah the, the before and after pictures with the five minute pickup. Why did I forget about that? I know, I know, but they really are. I mean, they're so, and, and even if you think of it as, because you've got some sort of resistance, be like, okay, this is going to serve my skepticism. Either I'm going to prove her wrong or right. Either one, you're better off because you know, now which one works better for you or actually, you know, breaks through that. So, yeah. So tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. You kind of gave a great example of how it was beneficial for you, but tell us what you love about it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the support and accountability. I need both. Like I do need the encouragement and understanding and all of that, but I also like it when, if I've said like, Hey, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z today, then somebody will always be like, Hey, how did that go? You know, just gently (laughs) checking in like, did you, did you, or, or did you get it half done? And are you going to finish it? Uh, tonight it's 10 30, got an hour and a half or going to do it tomorrow. I can't wait to see pictures <laughs> or whatever. And I kind of come and go in how active I am on Facebook in general and, and in the group. So I'm not there all the time. And I probably am not making the most of it as I could be, but I know that during the times when I have been using it regularly, 
it makes a big difference to have that community and to see what other people are doing and be inspired by them too. Yeah. It's, it's a great group. It is. It is. I mean, I know for me, when I first started the blog, just having that place to kind of record what I was doing and why am I resisting this or whatever? Um, I feel like it kind of provides that place for everybody to, to kind of have the same experience. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to talk about before we go? Oh, you know, I think the, my final, final thing, because I'm always like, Oh, one other thing, but my (laughs) kind of my final thing that has made a big difference for me is, you know, I'm in my forties. I've always been messy. I've always had, I've always felt really bad about it. Like people in my family would be like, Oh, but if you just do this and they had this attitude of like, they thought that I didn't notice or care, but that I, that my stuff was a mess or that I just, I don't know. I have spent so much time trying to figure out why am I like this? Why did I let the house get like this again? Or why did oh, my car is so full of junk and I have to pick up an extra kid today. Oh, so embarrassing. And I would just kind of not necessarily beat myself up about it, but really try and figure out like what's wrong with me. And I love your approach and your way of thinking and talking about how we are because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why I'm like this. It's just that all these things that work for other people that I think should work for me. Well, they don't. And there's other ways to do it that do work for me. And I love that. It's like, it just takes a lot of that. Well, as you say, like takes a lot of the emotion out of it. It just makes it way easier to say, um, I'm just, I'm just going to dive in on the trash and easy stuff or like, Oh, all these obvious rules to organized people. Um, they don't work for me. I'm going to do it this other way. And that's fine. I just makes, it makes it okay. Yeah. If I had to figure out all of it before I made any progress, then I'm too in my emotions to actually make any progress. Absolutely. And, um, in reality, it's like making progress then makes me feel successful, which makes me be like, oh, okay. Now I see it. Now I can see the whole, it's okay that it doesn't work this way because it does work this way, as opposed to just thinking about how it doesn't work this way and not, you know, making the progress. So, well, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for being willing to be on here. I, I don't take it lightly that people are willing to come on and talk to me, you know, about messiness and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) I really, it means a lot that you're willing to do this. Thanks so much for being on today. Okay. I love, I love how the strategies, the process, the principles apply period to everybody's situation, whatever your unique situation is, start with the trash. Okay. Just go through the process and it works in all of these situations. And so I love talking to different people in different situations because, you know, I started this whole thing just basing it on my own home and what I was doing in my own home. And so that's one home, but I love hearing how the principles and the process get applied in other homes too. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Again, if you want to know more about being a kindred spirit, you can go to a slob comes. No, I'm sorry. Don't do that. Go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I will talk to you all next week.